You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? And welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. This week we're doing a special roundtable here at FanQuest Comics and Games in Yuma, Arizona. Once again, Chris, how have you been this week? Hey, not too bad. Just been working like crazy, um, trying to sneak in some comic books. Um, and then we're getting ready for this. So this is a big storyline, a big Marvel epic, The Secret Empire, all the way from starting at Ple- Pleasant Hill and turning Captain America into a Hydra agent and so on. So it's, it's exciting. So how about you, though? How did the week treat you? You know, that's right. Uh, I mean, comic-wise, it was, everything was great. Uh, got to read a lot, of, uh, a lot of good issues. But uh, I want to talk about the fact that you put up your Road to Secret Empire roadmap, uh, essentially, on uh, our website, geekleetradio.com where anybody that would like to follow along with this can go along uh, on that page and uh, check that check out your list. Check out how the story started and how it basically came to a fruition. We have a few readers here, a few uh, customers, uh, patrons of, of FanQuest that would, are here to join us in our conversation. So if you want to go ahead and uh, introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Eric Figueroa. I've been a collector for about 25 years now, and uh, I really enjoyed uh, Secret Empire this time around. Hello, my name is Juan Reyes. Uh, how you doing, everybody? <laughs> how you doing? And um, I've been off and on for a, for a couple of years now, um, since um, mostly I can afford some, and not so, and then from time to time. But yeah, I've been in, enjoying this event. Um, a bit as well. It's just I had a few little issues here and there, but overall it was a, it was a pretty good event. Okay. <laughs> Alright, well let's see. Starting off, so since you guys mentioned uh, talking about Captain America, so how long have you been reading Cap? Like, I mean, for me, I've been reading Steve Rogers continuously. I want to say I think it was volume four. So right after September 11th happened and John Cassidy and... Um, I forget who the writer was, but they got on the book, and it was really phenomenal. They did some great stuff, and then I've been reading all the volumes since, so luckily that volume turned into the Robert Kirkman stuff, which then rolled into the Brewbaker stuff, which led to Winter Soldier, which was great, uh, Rick Remeter, and then all the way up to with Nick Spencer currently taking on. So w- when did you, gentlemen, when did you start reading with Captain America? Uh, not that far back. I just uh, most recently been able to actually start to actually uh, get get the comics uh, um, as of most recently so I've not been that far uh, you know, as, right. as a fan but yeah I've been liking it. So did you start with uh, Nick Spencer's Steve Rogers Captain America number one by chance? Did you get to see the whole Hell Hydra as it began? Mm, not that one per se but uh, 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 probably like a few issues into, into it. Okay so with Nick Spencer uh, nice mm-hmm. nice. And Mr. Figueroa what about yourself? I did the. I started with a Grunwald era. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, all the Cap Wolf. That for me was <laughs> you know was crazy, but it was amazing at the time. You know those all those Wolf man, and then but for me the one that really cements the thing is Wade. 
Wade Garney, that run just you know since the since he lost that shield in the water oh, man and right i was like no and, <laughs> and after that i haven't i haven't stopped i just kept steady with captain for since until now so you know it's funny uh because that you mentioned that issue because i think that was the only time that i ever collected captain america comic books uh i i, I don't know why i just never really myself had uh I guess the connection that you know people would have with Captain America comics. Uh, I remember collecting, and then right when he when he lost the the, the shield down in in the water, uh, I just like okay, well I guess I'm done. I, I don't really need to keep collecting <laughs> Captain America. Uh, just I thinking, I mean, how is he going to get that back? I mean, Namor's down there it should be easy enough. Or, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I, I I've never really collected um, Captain America. Uh, an ex- extended period of time. Uh, I do love it when he shows up in the big crossovers. Uh, obviously, this one is a huge Captain America crossover um, that we're talking about. But I don't know. It's just not something. It's something about the book never appealed to me. And, and I, I remember collecting. I think that's the same area as around the time after uh, after nine uh, eleven, where uh, I was collecting Captain America and. Uh, just and I, I think he, it's when he also unmasked himself in front of everybody. To say that he was Steve Rogers, or at least I don't I mean it was a issue. I just don't remember if that's a pivotal issue or not. But yeah, I think that was right around that era where it was kind of you know because obviously the theme of the book was terrorism and who can we trust and whatnot, and so I think that was part of that was him unmasking to be like, this is who I am. I'm just like you all. You know, we're going to get through this. So yeah, that was a good one. And mm-hmm. you mentioning that volume with, and especially with Wade. Wade really does a great job with Captain America, and it was funny how just like. We got that ramped up over his shield. I mean, not to say like it's just anything. I mean, yeah. that's one of like the major like Marvel tokens items of power out that's there. An icon, you know? Yeah, but it's just it's so <laughs> it's funny because like, you know, like Batman's leaving batarangs. We're not like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> he left Billy behind. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, you think look at Captain America and his outfit. Outfit has changed here and there a little bit, a little bit, but throughout the years, but the, the shield, other than the kite shield, has stayed similar. It's stayed the same. Yeah, pretty uh, you, much. What, you have a uh, the hologram shield that Tony made for him. Oh yeah, the energy shield he received. That and, was a big yeah. one. I mean, it's still in the same shape, still in the same design. Yep. It just happens to be hard light instead. Yep. Um, the kite shield has the same design, <laughs> similar. <laughs> but but it's I mean the yeah. the round buckler shield has been the way it's been for a very long time. So that's, I mean, that's why it's a symbol. I oh, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. It's it's a beautiful item. I know many people, you know, playing with the trash can lid, a Frisbee, yeah. a, a hubcap, you know. We all picked it up at one point, and you would hold it in that famous pose, you know, for sure. Well, then, it, 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 kind of jumping a little bit ahead here. So the current series will come to a conclusion. Um, Mark Wade will actually be coming back. back. Are you yeah. excited about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, and Mark's... And, and Samnis uh, as well, you know. Yes, I, Chris Samnis. Uh, they did a small run, uh, Captain America and Bucky. I don't know if yes. you guys read it. Yeah. And that just was really magical for me. Then. There was a, a spe- uh, an issue where they fight uh, a circus in a, in, a, in, a, in a train. And I still remember all those panels. I think these guys are... Are gonna hit the ground running pretty sure. Yeah. No, uh, Chris Samney and Mark Way. Whenever they team up, it's fantastic. Uh, I do remember that that was a little bit towards I think the end of when they turned into Captain America and yeah, and that was a great series. Um, 
the two of them then jumped on to well mark wade got on daredevil first mm-hmm. chris samney joined him that was a beautiful run just an amazing era mm-hmm. and then they went on to black widow which actually was good like there were a couple yes. issues where bucky guest starred so i was picking mm-hmm. those up but yeah i'm totally excited for those two to be finding how to redeem yeah. steve rogers and now <laughs> that uh, uh somni is helping him they're almost like a they have that they have that team mentality now you know the writer and penciler now they're they're truly contributing to each other because Black Widow, they, he was writing as well. So. Yeah, that's true. Yes, Chris was really stepping yeah. it up. I think he started picking it up more with Daredevil. And yeah, you're right. Yeah. And that's awesome. Like, honestly, as a fan, you win when the two are just in that much, like, simpatico with each other. That's yeah. fantastic. Okay, well, let's see. All right, so let's jump into some questions. And obviously, I, I mentioned this one earlier. Uh, it was all over the internet. So what did you guys think? You know, Steve Rogers, Captain America comes out. We finally, you know, the Pleasant Hill fiasco is over with. Uh, we discover Shield's crooked again. And it's okay because we at least got Steve Rogers back to being young. And then, you know, the comic book ends and it's like we see Cap let somebody fall to their death and he looks at the screen and it's just like, Hail Hydra. You know, yeah. so what, 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 did, what did you, what, what, like, what happened when you were reading that panel? Uh, it was shocking. But I, at the time, well, if if there was no internet, I would I would have been okay. I'll wait for for issue two. I wouldn't have made it as big, but then I jumped into Twitter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I shouldn't have because there was millions of people that were just losing their minds and. Uh, um, Everybody definitely had an opinion, you yes. know, about uh, and a meme. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of memes uh, that came out of that one single comic book panel, but yes. Uh, uh, everybody had had an opinion about why Cap saying Hail Hydra is mm-hmm. so either either important to the character or detrimental to the character, yeah. and uh, I think it was great to see it play out in the next what about close two years, two years, yeah, yeah of why, what that meant. Yeah, it, it was it was definitely. I know the writer had to almost quit Twitter because there were death threats oh and all God, this yeah. crazy things now that well, fans do know. Yeah, and, you know, the anonymity of uh, the Internet yeah. makes a lot of people yeah. very brave. So, yeah. But, you know, it's kind of funny, though. This makes me think of when Ron Mars, when he took yeah. over Green Lantern and, you know, essentially turned Hal Jordan a villain. People still, they would take pen to paper and mail it to him. So, you know, comic book fans are not folks to be messed Slot with, too. you know? Slot and Spider-Man. And some of the people weren't even fans uh, to begin with also. Is it, they were just, you know, just angry. Uh, oh, my God, he is like a Nazi. Blah, blah, blah. That's very true because a lot of people, like I know myself personally, like when I would talk to people, I was like, oh, did you hear about this? Yeah, I saw it on the news. Well, but did you read the comic? Did you get the full content? Oh, well, you know, and it's like, okay. Yeah. You know, and you're very right. You're, yeah. you're, hit, you're hitting that one right. I think it hits too because Captain America has, has always been so steady. He's never really gotten out of character ever. You know, It's the only comic book that if you leave it two years and you go back to it, you know everything. Like nothing has changed with that character. He's always steady. He's always, you know, uh, a too good a guy, and he does everything <laughs> by the book. And you know, he is the leader. He is this. Nothing really changes. And, yeah, he, he, you know, he's your go-to character. You know, other characters you can't believe it. You know, Spider-Man. Yeah, he got. You know, they tap with his brain or something. <laughs> but not Captain Captain America. Everybody has it in so high esteem that you know when they get to see him like that or they get to he he goes out of character like that 
just yeah. shocking. I mean, he's yeah. Marvel's big blue Boy Scout, right? Yeah. Just like yeah. he's well, Superman, I mean, the other I'm side. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, it's true because I mean, part of oh, but part of his power is his resolve. Like he's always been. This is how it is. I've stuck to my values, and you're right. To see that 180, it was insane. You're just like, no, like, okay, it's fake. You know, that's a fake Captain America. That's not him. You know, he's gonna peel back, and we'll see the red skull. No problem. Which, (laughs) which I have to say is, you know, I think it was it was brave of them and them being Marvel and Nick Spencer to come out and be like. It's it's actually is Steve Rogers. He's not under mind control. He's not. It's not the Red Skull in disguise. This is Steve Rogers, and he has made this decision, and it's been this way for a while. And then, as we saw the story play out, you know, I think there, there's a little leeway in which, oh, yeah. what you're saying there. Uh, but, Secret Empire number ten kind of put some of those quotes to question. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the 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 reveal of why it's like this, and because of the cosmic cube and stuff like that, it's. I think there was a lot of a lot of different directions that they could have went, and there was a lot of potential with that particular part of the story. And I think that's the reason why you have a lot of outs. If mm-hmm. if, if if Marvel sees the way that the, the 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 crowd is going, you know, the fans are going and be like, okay, well, we can now take this out because it's a cosmic cube. It's okay, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, no, it's definitely true because I mean it's it's one of those things like talking about how a character stays in character, you know, like Peter Parker. You know, the first time the black symbiote costume was getting on him, you know, he started getting edgier and meaner, and it's yeah. like, but that's not Pete. That's not how he acts. <laughs> but it was okay because it was the symbiote. So here it's kind of mm-hmm. like, all right, let's make sure we have something in Plan B because you know, like I mean, these are very political times, and you know, and again with the internet and, and mass media and up to date media. You know, people don't have to read these books. They're like, well, I'm a fan of Cap. Or are you a movie fan? Are you a comic book fan? Are you a fan of 70s Cap, 80s Cap, or today Cap? So it's all over the place. And, you know, everybody's got a voice. And, yeah, it was like you said earlier yeah. with Nick Spencer. Yeah, that guy must have just been like, I can't get on Twitter. I'm, I'm too <laughs> afraid of what I'm going to see because yeah. it's going to really probably piss him off. Right. Yeah. For me, I did not really like mind the actual, like, uh, that they took the story like this because. Like even for like for me for uh, DC like when they did this uh, Elseworlds where um, Superman's ship landed in uh, instead in the U.S. landed in Nazi Germany. So it was like an interesting little take on that one. But yeah, but uh, yeah, I didn't really mind it so much. For, but see, and and that's the the interesting thing is because that has the backfall of being in Elseworlds. You know, it's not yeah. canon Superman. So. DC doesn't have to worry about that too much, but <laughs> but this is Captain America. This is the six one six Steve. It, it, yeah. You know what I think? What I thought was really interesting, especially like in the main uh, Secret Empire book, or even Captain America, which is also written by Nick Spencer, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you have Stevel, as he's been quoted or air quoted, <laughs> um, to being like. You, 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 he doesn't really put on the, the I'm evil face, I'm a villain guy, I have a world plan, master plan kind of thing. He's still talking like the Steve that we know, and he's still sitting there like, no, this is what's, you know, this is what's best, this is how we're all going to live in peace, and you don't understand kind of thing, but if you see him in the other books, and you see it through the eyes of the champions, or you see him through the eyes of Spider-Man, or, you know, Black Widow, it's like, no, he's he's siding with Nazis. It's bad. He's this is the wrong way to do things. So I have to give that to Nick Spencer to be like, maybe I I can see where Steve's coming from or Steve's coming from. It's just 
No, yeah. You're uh, doing it the very wrong way. <laughs> he does. He does have a, an ambiguous way to talk. Yes. He was calm. You know, every time he was conversing with someone, you know, he was always like, oh, is this cap? Like, you know, because he was selling it pretty good. To he everyone, was. He was selling to it. To everyone that was there. And, you know, and, and even when he was talking to Simo. Uh, it looked like it was Bucky. You could change right. Simo to Bucky. <laughs> yeah. They were best friends like forever, and you know, Simo had this huge respect for for Captain America still, and you know, there was still that kind of pressure between that tension. But you could tell they were friends, and you know, it, it was cat. It was Steve, but you know, kind of going into an. Like jumping from I don't know Republic to Democrat, right, right, right. <laughs> you know, he was still saying the same things that he wanted to do, but in another banner. In another, yeah, with yeah. another banner behind yeah. him. You're right. Well, it's true because I mean, when he comes down to it, it's like, well, I want to make sure you, you know, your education's good. You're all getting fed. You're being yeah. led correctly. You know, the heroes have failed you. Look what they've done. Um, I'd have to say, and part of like the roadmap that I got on our website, but uh, Civil War Two, the choosing choosing sides one shot, that was amazing because it was like, yeah. you know, it, like. So, I, 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 the way I read this story, so I would go to Pleasant Hill, then the Captain America Steve Rogers book, and then I intermingled Thunderbolts and um, Civil War II into it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, to me, the Captain America book helped Civil War II. It made it better. And it was kind of neat because you see him, you know, obviously when you get outside of his book, as Mitch was saying earlier, you see how he is kind of dastardly. You know, but then when you see his interactions with people, like you said a moment ago, mm-hmm. he was good. He was still doing the right stuff, saying the right things. Mm-hmm. And the scary part was he genuinely meant it. It wasn't just like face yeah. service, you know. So that yeah. was, you know, it's the same message, but like you said, a different banner. Well, like for me, it kind of harkens back to what a wise man once said: "Evil is a point of view." <laughs> it's very true. And, <laughs> it's true. I, and you know, most most writers when they're writing uh, these characters, the, the villain doesn't ever think that they're the villain. Mm-hmm, they they think yeah, they're the good yeah, guy. Just yeah. they're doing it their way. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the the best way to portray that because to him, he's not the villain. He's he's helping everybody. Yeah. He's just using. It, he's just going on a more global scale than we're used to for Steve. Yeah. Okay, so well, moving forward, some stuff. And so, going into the book, uh, issue zero, Secret Empire number zero. So, Stevel, um, I thought this was kind of neat. So, I, I want to see your takes on it. His three-part plan to divide and conquer. So, New York is trapped with the Dark Force. So that kind of gets your street level and your mystical heroes. Um, then you had the space heroes trapped outside the shield, stuck in space with the Jatari coming at them. And then finally, Steve taking over Shield and revealing his true master plan what'd you guys think like how was that a good opening issue secret zero, secret empire zero what'd you all think i think it hit the ground running i felt like a number one it felt like a number one issue and that's what really caught me i i was in event fatigue for the time you know i was like oh man i bought it so now i gotta read it you know and and but when i read zero it actually like everything was so fast you know that you kind of see it in the character. Hey, what's going on here? What's you know like when he starts doing closing the 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 the, the earth there with the with the magic there and and you know you you kind of start feeling the gravitas of it. You know, and so that really really like put me in tension. Like, oh man, this guy wasn't kidding. You know, because we're we're uh, we're taught now to kind of. 
in a decompressed story, you know, like, oh, this should have happened in issue two, this should have happened, you know, you could have cut it this way. But no, this guy in the one issue, he sets up big things, you know. So you're like, so I was like, wow, if this happened in zero, you know, what's going to happen in one, you know, because <laughs> right? he's doing all these things. It, that was a massive prologue. Yeah, I mean, and, and yeah. you know, you, you and he was, you know, he was justifying everything, like, Sorry guys, but I needed this. I needed to do this, and you know he was, and the and the, and the heroes are like us, you know, like hey, what's going on with you? What's <laughs> what are you doing this? And I thought it was really good. I thought it was a, hit the ground running. I thought it was also interesting is that because uh, you don't have any of the heroes really pick up on it, like you know, until it's too late, and even yeah. after it's too late, they're like, no, that's that's not right. It's Steve, Steve Rogers, Captain America. Why wouldn't I trust him? Like. He, there just must be something wrong, and even though you have what Captain Marvel and her team outside the the, the space barrier, yeah, Alpha Flight, yes, yeah. uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, they're outside of that. No. Nobody, nobody is sitting there thinking, well, we have to we have to take down Steve now. At this point, no, <laughs> it's still it's still you know it's still fresh in their minds that Steve is is a good guy. And I, I did like what you just said a, sec- a second ago at your beginning, your statement of uh, event fatigue. I mean, what was the last event before this? Was it Civil War Two? Civil War Two. Okay, yeah. so I mean, coming off of that, there was a lot of. I, it seemed like there was a lot of uh, bad taste. Like a lot of people weren't too happy with the end of that. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, did you gentlemen read it? Did you get yeah, my chance? You, I did. What was so, like if you had to rate it out of a you know A B C D? What oh, would you six say? Out t- well, a six or a ten? Six yeah. out of ten or or a, or a C. Yeah. What about yourself? Did you did you check it out? Uh, for most of it, yeah, I, I have to uh, uh, agree with him on that one. It was, uh, yeah, it was a, little, well, it was, a little above average, but not not yeah, great. Yeah. Well, it wasn't spectacular. I mean, the, the first Civil War, and obviously, I mean, it's hard to capture lightning yeah. in a bottle again. But I mean, this one, it just it really did felt forced because of the movies. It's like, oh, well, we got a big blockbuster out there called Captain America: Civil War. Let's put a Civil War yeah. out there, and it was just kind of like, you know, I mean, the idea was neat. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to say, I, I yeah. loved the idea behind yes. it. The idea, yeah. we can predict crime, why don't we stop that? But yeah. they definitely, Captain Marvel's team definitely goes about it the wrong way. Of I, going I in there and trying. Heavy-handed. Exactly, it's yeah. very heavy handed. Yeah. Instead of going in there and trying to ar- and arrest the person before they even commit the crime, you should just try and help them or prevent it from happening. Yeah, you know? well, that'd be something too. <laughs> but also, kind of, and this will piggyback later on, but what you said with issue zero of Secret Empire, it hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. And I I like that I, because I felt the same way. I'm just going through the motions. At least with zero, something happened. But to me, now being on the flip side of this, because it's, you know, even though it's a 10-issue event, you have zero, you have the free one, and then you have the Omega. And plus, as you guys were talking before we started recording, Captain America issue 25 was a major one. And then even though, who knows how the Captain America Generations book will play. So there's five extra issues. So in essence, at least for the series core, you're talking 15. They should start bringing them down. Because if I remember correctly, the original Civil War was only seven issues. And there was no zero. There was no... I mean, they, they did put them out there, but they weren't pivotal. Because you usually look at, okay, if it's the writer... I know to go with it. If it's not the writer, then it's just kind of malarkey. Um, Plus, it, it in the original Civil War, it seemed like I got the majority, like 90% of the story in the Civil War book. Yes. Mm-hmm. As opposed to Secret Empire, where I felt like 50% of the story was in the supplement books or the... The companion books that I needed to get. What was it? Uh, Brave New World was the... Yeah, the, yeah, the whole mutant thing. Yeah. You know, tie-on. You know, and then every time I came back to a Secret Empire book, I'm like, 
they're like, oh, well, this just happened. We just came back from doing this. And I'm like, that didn't happen in the last issue. I mean, even though we have, what, two <laughs> issues a month with that book? Roughly, yeah, two to three a month sometimes. So yeah. it's just yeah. like, well, I, I feel like I missed something, but I guess they're going to recap it for me, which that book shouldn't be the recap book. That's the book that things should be happening in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Sorry to throw that off, but uh, you're, you're three-part plan. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I thought it was neat. Um, and honestly, like, being, on again, on the outside of this, I thought it was neat because with the whole Dark Force thing, what a great showcase for Cloak and Dagger. Obviously, they got a TV show coming up, but it really put uh, Dagger in a very pivotal part, what she was doing. Kingpin, you know, saving people, but it's like, hey, <laughs> I need you to remember this. You <laughs> yeah. know, because in the Daredevil book, me. he's going to run for mayor. Yeah. And then the Defenders, essentially, that's kind of where they started to form up. So I thought that was neat. It's Doctor Strange, I mean, obviously, he's going to come out of this because he had to make a deal. And it's like, okay, what's that deal? What did he make? And that's just one of the parts. Uh, the space part... I didn't really care too much about it, you know, because I'm, as I'm reading Guardians of the Galaxy, the main book, it didn't influence it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, okay, this is just out here. Like, we'll take our heavy hitters off the plate. And then, but with Cap taking over Hydra and like literally watching Hydra agents walk up on the main deck and it's like, hey guys, we're here. We're here now. And it's like, oh geez, this is, that's, that's kind of insane. So, so what were your you, thoughts? Do you think that, I'm sorry to cut you off, but do you think that it's, they brought in uh, the outer space aspect of it because of Guardians of the Galaxy and the popularity of Guardians of the Galaxy? Well, in my opinion, I would say it's good. It, it's good because you're setting Carol up as a major player. She really came off looking horrible in Civil War too. Yeah. So at least by having her be in space and always holding out hope and believing and leading the troops to you know because they're trapped in no man's land with no way back, that gives her a golden star again. So it kind of washes the nasty taste of Civil War two mm-hmm. out of your mouth to remember she's a hero. And then obviously you put the Guardians in there. That's always a safe win. And then you promote your your minor books like Ultimates two. You know, so it kind of mm-hmm. gets that going. So I mean, it, it didn't feel pivotal. I could have lived without it, but I get why it's there. I don't. What did you guys read from that? No, so actually, I was kind of happy that they kind of took out the the uh, space <laughs> heroes, just kind of just took them off the board, you know, like that. Okay, and now we can concentrate on almost everybody else. But yeah, you know, I did like how how quick it was, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> everything was happening so fast. Yeah, but you do start with a bad taste with Carol Danvers, you know. <laughs> You're like, good, stay there, and, yeah. and, you know, because of. Uh, what happened, you know, in Civil War Two? You're like, good killer, and, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. you know. But I think, yeah, the 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 Guardians of the Galaxy are just there because of the the movie was yeah. coming out in, at that mm-hmm. time. Uh, they do play a couple things, you know, here and there throughout the, the throughout the issues. They're not that important if if you put them in again or take them out, really. But uh, it. I like the interactions that they had. I like the interactions. I, I guess it, it made more fodder for the book in a way. But you know, was it were they necessary? I think no. But it was uh, Carol. <laughs> Carol Denver's was necessary. Yeah, Carol never needed to be. She uh, needed to be redeemed. Yeah, yeah, redeemed somehow. No, but and you're right. And they were fun modes because I think it was issue two or three where the guardians where they start approaching other yeah, like uh, cosmic cultures stuff. and like hey we need help and they're like yeah. who are you representing earth and they just laugh at them <laughs> and throw spears at them and you see like rocket well, Groot and star lord run for their lives yeah. you know because it's like wow people really hate earth <laughs> so uh i think another important part of the space aspect of the story was that we got um quasar who ends oh, up yes. being a huge part of the story yeah. towards the end. Yeah. I mean, she came out of Civil War... No, uh, Pleasant, Pleasant Hill. Hill. Thank Pleasant. you. And um, 
I mean, it wasn't really used. <laughs> it wasn't really used, and and she gets taken off the board pretty quick too mm-hmm. because her powers uh, pretty much wipe her out. Yeah. Um, but I mean, skipping around in the story, she always comes back later and is a huge part. Which I have, I don't know if issues is the right word with uh, her return, but uh, I definitely have um, inquiries. Yeah. So uh, if once we get to there, we'll talk about that. Well, let's see. Since we're kind of talking about some of the characters, uh, some characters that popped out in my mind that were very pivotal. Sam Wilson, of course. Mm-hmm. Black Widow, The Champions, Punisher, Odin's Son, Vision, Scarlet Witch, and Scott Lang's Ant-Man. So with Sam Wilson in the book, now this is where I kind of came up short because I'm not reading the Captain America Sam Wilson book, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I didn't get to see his insights. But to see him... Kind of, and I mean, it makes sense because I was looking at his book through the peripheral, you know, whenever they put the solicits out, yeah. and it kind of seems like Sam's really taking it on the chin. People are like, "Well, you're not my Captain America," and and, <laughs> and dealing with, you know, and I, I mean, I like the way Nick Spencer really looked at the culture of what's going on mm-hmm. and put it and made it relevant today's books. So, I mean, Sam had a huge cross to carry, and then to top it off, his best friend Steve just turned evil, and it's like I can't believe in Captain America. So he just kind of pulls himself off the board and becomes a smuggler. What'd you guys think of that? What, good idea, bad idea? Did you like it? For me, it was an extension of his book too. Yeah, because if you read it, in some issues, he's all in. He's all he's the Captain America now, and he's helping here. He goes to Harlem, fixes stuff in there. Then all of a sudden, he's like he's bipolar in a way. Like, no, you know what? They still love Steve, and I'm not good. I don't trust in Misty. I'm blah blah blah, blah. and he leaves and. You know, he he starts saying, uh, he even goes to a, a meeting up in a in a in a place where the, most of the uh, Roxen and all those uh, companies are at. He's oh, yeah. like, you know what, you guys are this, this, and that. And by the way, I'm not Captain America anymore. He walks away, and I, he has this thing going on where he is and he isn't. So when he comes in into Civil War, you still see that kind of thing that they're not really friends anymore in a way but he still respects them yeah well it's definitely got to be a hard hard hit you know because to finally see steve succumb to that evil and then you're right that's true with his book it it did kind of seem like every other cover was like you know dropping the shield dropping the mask like i can't handle this pressure and it's it's a good thought i mean that would be pressure you know like i mean we never really got to see that with the death of superman and the other gentleman taking on superman's role but you know that's a that's a huge those are some huge shoes to fill you know and i i have to say that i think that's that's probably an extension of the fact that Sam Wilson as a character has rocketed to um, popularity due to the movies. I mean, obviously Sam Wilson, the Falcon has been around for a very long time for, for decades, but I think the idea is that it's people don't writers don't yet have uh, the right mindset of what they want to do with that character. Like having him take over for, for Captain America when, uh, when, when Steve got old, right. Uh, was a great step forward for him, but uh, they don't. I don't know if too many people understand the balance of, of keeping him Sam Wilson and keeping him Captain America. Where that lies. So when you have the idea that you know he's constantly thinking, well, am I Captain America? Questioning himself. You know, am I Captain America? Am I am I just Sam Wilson? Do I, do I still need to leave, live up to, to Steve? If I'm living up to Steve, does him becoming Hydra make me less of a person? Like, all those things have to go through his mind, and a writer has to sit there and think, how is he going to react? And I, I get I get it. He's he's so wishy washy throughout this whole thing of 
what is he going to do? He like people look to him as the as the last hope because he's wearing the the stars and stripes. He's yeah. the Captain America that they want, that they need, but he doesn't believe in himself. So that's I think that's the if if anything, if it's not Steve's story, it's Sam Wilson's story. Yeah. Well, and I think yeah. kind of going back to Brewbaker's run cuz it's funny, if we look at the whole span of Captain America's legacy, there's maybe been five other people to wield the shield. Mm-hmm. But then within the last couple of years, you've had two. You know, so the previous bearer would have been uh, Bucky. And I think what helped Bucky's run, or even for Brewbaker, was Steve was dead. Right. So there no, there was Steve wasn't there to yeah, witness this, so that kind of helped. And then Bucky was a little bit more assured of himself. Like when he put on the costume, he's like, I'm doing this for Steve, and I'm doing this to redeem myself. So he had the mission. Plus he Sam also knew the, that he was going to do it his own way. Yeah. And then Sam, on the other hand, didn't get that. No. So that's, yeah, I can see that yeah. with that. Yeah, Sam, Sam, in a way, it, it does rely a lot in the writers. Mm-hmm. Remender did a good job, you know, but sometimes when when a really good uh, writer is doing something and passes it along, almost like that other writer wants to take the essence of that, but really doesn't know. So he puts Steve's voice in it, in a way, you know, yeah. and that comes out like that. And they don't really know what to do with a character, and you can tell, but... You know, it's, it's the nature of the beast. They, yeah. they have to keep on going with it. Yeah. But you bring up a good point. That's true. I forgot because it was Remeter who did yeah. have uh, Falcon become Cap. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's a good point. So, you know, it's kind of like, hey, you get to write Captain America. All right. Oh, but yeah. turns out he's actually the Falcon. You know, it's like, I thought I was writing Hulk. No, you're writing Adamus Cho. Wait a second. <laughs> Which is kind of a big problem. Not a big problem, but a, a situation that Marvel mm-hmm. has found itself in. Yes. I could be. I, I think I'm buying Iron Man, but I'm really reading Doctor Doom or yeah. Riri Williams. Yeah, and that's really tough. Iron Man, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So well, let's see another character, Black Widow. How did you? How did you guys like her role in this series? I think she went from really like kind of a minor character. She had a really big part in this one with her being kind of taking the champions, putting them through the red room, and and even how she played out later on in the story. What'd you guys think of that? Well, from my point of view, um, no, she went back to her cutthroat kind of uh, ways because uh, she was just using the. Well, from my point of view, she was just using the um, the champions as just bait for, her, and then we're just going to sacrifice them as pawns and then just uh, take out Cap. <laughs> yeah, well, no, you, and you, you're, you're, yeah, it kind of did feel. <laughs> but it's funny too because, like we were saying, everybody else was kind of like, "Nah, this isn't Steve. This isn't Steve," and. Well, she was the only voice. Natasha was the only voice that was like, "We have to kill him." You know, like even <laughs> yeah. Hawkeye's like, "Whoa, slow down!" <laughs> you know, and she's like, "No, let's just kill him. Let's kill him right now. Kill him dead." And it's like, "Oh wow, Natasha!" Yeah, she went cutthroat, like you said. But Black Widow has always kind of been like that in a way. You know, like uh, we we can get rid of this right now. You know, and uh, I was just looking at issue seven. You know where. Uh, she fights the Punisher and all this thing, and uh, but you can see, you know, the resolve in her. She's the yeah. only one that says, "If nobody else is going to do it, I I got this thing to do." And you know, it cost her, in a way, her life. But you know, you get to see that she wants to get things done. She wants right. to get things done, and even though she has this huge uh, respect for for Captain America. She kind of knows that it has to be done. Yeah, this has to happen. So it's funny that you bring up Punisher. I think mm-hmm. uh, the, the funny thing is, is that he is her counterpart on the other side. He is yeah. full of yeah. resolve. He Correct. he's yeah. he's under the uh, the idea that this is what Cap wants. This is what Steve wants. 
this is what I want. You know, this this is the way it's going to get done. And he's the equivalent of her. Like, at any cost, this is what needs to get done. And then bringing up the fact that she ends up getting killed, becoming the martyr, she's mm-hmm. she's kind of the, the point where <laughs> everybody kind of makes that decision. Well, they killed Black Widow. We do have to kill Steve now. Like yeah, this, it, we have. Well, he to, finally crossed the line. That, yeah. and, and that's the the Coulson moment, I guess you want to put it from like from the original Avengers movie. It's 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 the one thing that brings everybody together to be like, yeah, it's it's simple. This is what we have to do now. Yeah, because I was thinking about that. Like people who sacrifice themselves. We saw Rick Jones. You know, he right. he, yeah. he, he died. He got a lot of intel out to the heroes, but then he got captured for it. But it, like you could really say. Steve was ignorant of Rick's death, you know. It's right. like, oh, well, you know, he didn't pull the trigger, you know, all this and that. But when it comes to Natasha's, as you mentioned, in issue seven, you know, she straight up takes that shield to the skull and <laughs> she's put yeah. down, yeah. you know. And it's like, wow, that's – and, you know, it's interesting because I wonder if Marvel will come back and touch on that because I can't remember the Inhuman's name, but the catalyst for Civil War Two. He yeah. he had that the the, 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 yeah. the vision right. where Miles was going to kill Steve uh, at the White House, and obviously well, it changed. So will he lose his celestial power because of that? Is well, there going to be a ramification? Um, I don't think he had the vision that um, that well because of what we see is just of. Uh, of, of Captain America on the ground, and you know, like uh, with uh, Sp- uh, Spider-Man over him, and we don't actually see him actually uh, do it. Though. Well, but they, they kept saying though throughout it, they did. You know, even Miles was like, "I'm going to kill Steve," because that's it what everybody was kind of looking like. Because it wasn't just them that, or it's everybody sees. Yeah, the, everybody the vision, not right? only see it, they feel it. Like you live right? that yeah. moment. Yeah. yeah. Even even in the in, in Civil War, you, every time you see Miles. And you see, hey, we gotta go to Washington or something. You know, there's that. Those, like, uh, <laughs> like, okay, they're going down that route. They're picking up that thread, yeah, and bringing it. I, I like that. I like that. Um, you know, if Miles is another character that I believe should have given more time to to adapt to the six one six. I think Miles it was great on the Ultimate Universe, right? But um. I don't know. Ben just wanted to bring his toys to. <laughs> well, I mean, they were getting rid of the world. Yeah. So, and, and honestly, I, 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 I've read a few. Um, uh, what's the book? It's just called Spider Man. Yeah, it's just yeah. Spider Man with Miles Morales, and and I get the the whole vibe that it's that it's the Ultimate Universe, especially with his <laughs> his friend Genki or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like. I, I don't understand how this fits into the six one six universe yeah. now, and and the way that they portray him here. He's so much older than the way he was portrayed in the Ultimate Universe yes. that it it, it kind of throws me. I, I don't I don't I don't prefer the stories this way. I guess is the best way to put it. So yes, I think that in this story they should have focused more. I mean, especially since that initial vision or that not vi- initial, but that vision is what yeah. starts a lot of this. You know? Yeah, yeah. It was definitely a some result, and it kind of would be neat to play it out or give him more insight. And I'm trying to think, but I don't think his book. I don't think the Spider-Man book did cross in. Like, it wasn't one of the tie-in issues, which is a real bummer because they should have done that. They should have just had an issue. Like, how great would it have been to peer into Miles' mind where it's like, you know, if we're talking about, you know, controversy and and, and culture, what's going on, that could have been the issue where he's dealing with it. You know, here I am, a young teenager. I'm destined to kill Cap. 
with everything that's going on. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that that could have been your Eisner book right yeah. there. Uh, they, they, I think they I, missed. Well, the I mean, you saw the there was the Champions tie-in when they were going through the Las Vegas, you know, desert through the rumbles, rubbles, and right, and, right. and you know, I thought that was a pretty a pretty great pretty great book. Um, mm-hmm. Though nothing really happens in it, right. it's it's them dealing with the fact that the whole city is demolished, and I think they find what one baby. Some yeah, yeah. It's like there are very few survivors. Well, and to me, but that 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 hammers in the whole what Steve's empire is doing, right? So that I don't like the 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 champions. Of course, the reaction is the way the reaction is going to be. But to me, that's the part where it's like, okay, here's how evil Steve is. This yeah. is the justification because I mean, with that group of champions, they choose to follow uh, Natasha, or more or less, she kind of ropes them in, right? Mm. And it's it's tough because you know, in their book, they're talking about hope and positiveness and being yeah. young and free, and then here comes Natasha, and she's doing the things that were done to her, you know, tightening the strings on them, mm. controlling them, asking them to to make the final decision. And so with that, with the Champions book, like that, with those tie-in issues, yeah, it was more just kind of to hammer home. But I think it would have been neat to see more of their insight. But then again, maybe that was one of those issues. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick it up, but I think it was the one that had Black Widow on the curve cover yeah, where it? she was oh, dangling yeah, no, the kids over. I forget. Like, Was that Brave New World, I think? Or yeah. I forget. I think it was. So were there any characters that the two of you thought really stood out or really were a huge piece in this story other than the ones that we've mentioned so far i like baron simo i like i like the the bad guys in a way i like that they you know they adapted real quick and they were you know even baron simo and and captain had on had um the goals uh were kind of alike you know captain america had this goal for america and all this and simo had you know his goals for the red skull you know they they were kind of brothers in a way so they do gel when they're best friends. You know, like, finally we're on the same page. <laughs> we can't fake anymore. We're bros, you know. And But they got that respect for each other. I thought, you know, I could see a Baron Simo Captain America book, you know. It, it, it wouldn't, the, the team-up would have been there. They could team up and, and do something, you know. Uh, I think Simo works great in it. I think uh, the the... The team that he assembles, he assembles a lot of the, I forget, the Serpent Society. Yeah. I like Serpent Society. I don't, every time they come out, it, 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 you know, like beating up uh, this Steve that we're going to talk about right now with this other Steve. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, every time they come out, I, I like them. I like that they're still a threat. You know, a lot of people don't take them. As, I, I still think they can, they can be a very good threat. You know, and who they pick for for the Dark Avengers now, you know. And I don't know why they pick Deadpool, but Deadpool's there. You know, because yeah, uh, Deadpool needs to be everywhere. He's a, he's a mercenary, though. Yeah, well, I like, but it was the same thing. He kind of did what Punisher did, where it's like, yeah. well, Steve says so, so it's got to be good. You know, yeah. I'm just going to follow along. Because that's yeah. like, because for me, and it was a bummer because one of our friends, he's a real big Punisher fan, so I would have loved to get his insights on this. But I found it interesting that with, with Frank, you know, it's like, okay, if this is what Steve's doing, then I'm going to do it unquestionably and I'll go get my hands dirty. And then at the end of it, as we saw in the Omega issue, it's kind of like, well, Steve was wrong. That's okay. I fell for it. I'm not going to fall for it again. I'm going to take out a bunch of Hydra. And then, <laughs> you know, we see Nick Fury like, okay, he's ready. So obviously that's going to build into the whole war machine angle yeah, that, that's yeah. going to spin out of it. But I, I was just kind of genuinely amazed with that. Uh, Zemo, yeah. 
I thought he was great. I wish they would have used more of him. Mm-hmm. You know, and then even talking about the evil Avengers with uh, Odin's son, Vision, and Scarlet yeah. Witch. I'll admit, when I first saw the cover, I'm thinking to myself, like, okay. Then I'm racking through my my history. I'm like, well, I know Vision. You know, he he his programming got corrupt, so that was he was threatening mankind. Scarlet Witch, so they just don't know what to do with her anymore. And then Thor, I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe yeah, it's, since he's unworthy, it would make sense. Yeah. But then when they played it out, Cthulhu possessed Scarlet Witch. They put a virus inside yeah. of Vision. And then Thor was just like, well, yeah, I'm oops. doing this for love. <laughs> yeah, Thor. So it, it, was, it was definitely interesting to see that, you know, the Hydra Avengers. Yeah. And what's yeah. a, one thing and I thought? Speeder, uh, no, Spider Man, um, or. What was it? Oh, the Doc Octavia, Ock? Yeah, yeah the, the Superior Spider-Man. Superior Doc Ock. Yeah, that's right. He wasn't the Superior Doc Ock, yeah. So I thought what was interesting is that, uh, when bringing up Zemo, is that you know he's one of the only ones that think that they're doing the right thing. They're doing yeah. good things. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of the other villains that, that Steve has put on his side are, are still villains. Like, yeah. look at Taskmaster and, and Black Ant. Like, they, they know that they're the bad guys, and mm-hmm. eventually when they're letting the champions out, be like, hey, just... Remember that we let you guys out, kind of thing. <laughs> or you know, we let you uh, watch TV and other Gorgon stuff. and yeah. uh, you know what was the other doctor's name that was uh, on Steve's council? You know, oh, like they no, they no. were trying to to fight for power. They knew that they were mm-hmm. they were still bad guys, but but Baron Zemo, who throughout history of the of comic books has gone from being a good guy to being a bad guy to being a good guy, right? Well, mm-hmm. and I, I think what helped though was with the cosmic cube being in play. Zemo kind of got brainwashed into his. I think right. Dr. Selvig yeah. was like, you know, I forget. I think, I don't know if he had committed suicide prior to this or not, but he was kind of like, well, look, Steve's under this belief that this is the way it's been. So you can accept it or not. And, you know, Zemo's like, sure, I'll pretend I remember that history with him in the 40s and the 50s and so on. I'll remember that. Yeah, not a problem. You know, and maybe they even kind of influenced him with the cube. So I think that definitely helps. But it adds a new layer to their relationship, which yeah. I enjoyed. I thought it was great. Did you did you have a, another character that you wanted to? to bring no, I actually preferred the Dark Avengers. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty far out to me. Yeah. I mean, I like especially any story the, that has to do with Taskmaster. So, <laughs> yeah, especially the relationship uh, between um, Wanda and uh, Vision just being <laughs> played out. So it's kind of like, oh, oh God, yeah. no. <laughs> Punisher was was like out of left field when I saw him. Right? I was that was like, a good what? end of the yeah, issue yeah, I was moment. Like, the Punisher? <laughs> and because I don't know if I have lost the, the core character for who he was since Rucka because Rucka took him as a uh, took the the Punisher as a ghost, you know, like he's oh, this yeah. presence, you know, like he comes out, shoots people and you don't really know. You, you're, you're, you're seeing the the, the story unfold through the detectives and all this. And then we get Emmy Reader and we get this uh, teams that they're uh, they're almost like a Punisher kind of Max deal right. going on. And you kind of lose that momentum the Punisher has been having. So when he hits here, you don't really know how he thinks. Like I was judging him almost by like the Netflix show. <laughs> you know, that's the Punisher I was thinking. You know, you have to adapt when you're reading the Punisher here. Like he, he's a wild card. Like when I first saw him, I was like, "Oh man, is he good? Is he, is he just saying, you know, that Steve just because Steve said so? That's not the Punisher. He has to like study this or like you know." But um, 
It was it was really really insightful to to have the Punisher. I think uh, the writer did a great job with the Punisher. Yeah, well, I like how you said that it was yeah. left field because I mean I'm, I'm thinking to myself like, well, the Punisher book's not tying into this. Why do I care? Yeah. And then he pops up and it's like, oh wow, you're like a super agent for the Hydra yeah. Squad. And and it's kind of funny thinking about how the characters like because I found myself with that same reaction, but towards Vision and Scarlet Witch because I haven't been reading their books. So with the Vision book, you know, with him creating his own family, I'm like, well, it sounded like he's a little loopy. So maybe he willing, like, I was, until the virus thing came out, issue like eight or nine, I didn't know why he was there. And then with Scarlet Witch, you know, they've taken her down such a dark path. And even in her book, it kind of seemed like with her and the Uncanny Avengers, she's just kind of this evil force. So I thought, okay, maybe they're willingly there. Uh, Because it's kind of funny, because I I know you're a newer fan. Did you know that Scarlet Witch and Vision were married? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you, okay. Because, like, I'm surprised, (laughs) well, but I'm surprised they didn't kind of touch on that. I thought that would have been kind of neat to have that moment. But it's like, it kind of feels like they've just distanced them so far apart, because I want to say it was like in one of the well, yeah, AVX Zero, when Scarlet yeah. comes when she gets invited to come to the Avengers Mansion, and then Vision walks out and he's like, "Get the hell out of here!" <laughs> oh yeah, you know, yeah just yeah, get yeah, the so hell out of here. And you're yeah. like, "Whoa!" And have they met since then? And now here they are, both serving yeah. as evil Hydra Avengers. And I was like, "Wow, okay." Or you know, so I, those were the two for me that I was like, "I don't know how to, I don't know how to take them. How do I react to them?" Four mm-hmm. wild cards. Actually, for me, like um, the thing that got me off about their whole like relationship when they were evil is this: uh, she wasn't in control of herself, and then he wasn't in control of himself. So yeah. it's kind of like, oh, oh my god! And for the Punisher, I, I think if if anybody was 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 going to give him like a um, license to kill who, who he thinks are bad guys, he's going to be you know okay, I'll work for you. <laughs> and, yeah, I guess you know, maybe maybe you bring up a good point. Evil still got eradicated in a way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, so, <laughs> so but it's kind of funny. Speaking of one, so one other major character, and I was curious, how did you guys feel when it was Scott Lang who was the betrayer, the one who was leaking uh, information to the Empire? What did you guys think of that moment? It didn't surprise me, but it did. If right. it makes sense, you know. No, that makes sense, and I, I think he, I think he states it the best in issue ten when he's like. It, I, I made a big mistake. I make yeah. a big gesture to make up for it. It's kind of my thing, you know. And, and that, that makes sense. That's that's Scott Lang in, in a yeah. thing. He's he's gonna he's gonna make the mistakes because that's who he is. But he's always gonna be there to to make it right. Yeah. Yeah. So for so, me, it didn't hit me that hard. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <it> was like, <laughs> I guess for me, I thought it was Mockingbird. I was totally like, okay. Um, I think everybody was kind of... Yeah, 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 obviously they led to it. I should have known. I should have known to not trust what you see. I was like, okay, so it's Mockingbird. And I was like, okay, I guess that makes sense since Clint is on one side and Bobby's on the other. And then Scott Lang, oh, it was me. I'm the guy who's been selling the information. Yeah, I don't want my kid hurt. (laughs) You're like, well, I'll be, son of a bitch. Uh, I think another big uh, part of the story um, that they introduced to us in this is, uh, is, is Vanishing Point. Vanishing Point, and and then subsequently the introduction of of bearded Steve. I don't know how else to to put it, (laughs) but uh, what did you think of 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 that stage, that area of of a world where you know Kovic has has created for herself to basically hide from uh, the rest of the, or either hide or repair herself, however you want to put it, from you know the world she has created with this uh, evil Steve or Stevel. Yeah, it it for me it's there's a lot of ground there to to be 
explored. You know, um, not even just Steve, but you see a uh, a Bucky with two arms. You yeah, know? you see this this world that you don't know really what's going on. But there's a lot that if a good writer, let's say uh, I don't know any writer goes there and really starts to, they can build another ultimate universe or something you know alike into that. They can even go and, and explore that. Uh, you know, at the end, you know, when, when the, I guess the prologue, it was Omega? Yeah, the yeah. Omega when they, You know, they always have that now where, you know, they talk to each other. You yeah. Know, the, the loser and the winner. And now when they were talking to each other, it, I was like, yeah, man, this, this ain't the end for this guy in a long shot. Like, oh, no. Oh, especially know, just, when they whisper in yeah. his ear, hell hide you. Yeah. Like, all right. Stevel's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, I guess kind of jumping real quick. I want to. So, who's the real Captain America? What do you guys think? See, that's what I was going to come up to later. Is there, now that we're there, <laughs> I don't think there is one anymore. I don't think there's a real Steve. I think that the the Stevel Hydra Cap uh, was uh, a idea that was put on to old Cap. Old Cap is the real Steve. He's but he's gone now. Essentially dead. Uh, the young Cap that came after that is 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 an idea that Kovic created and thus the pure steve or the bearded steve that was in vanish point is yet another idea that Kovic created because she needed someone to talk to she needed the steve to talk to so we have both of those are 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 ideas brought to life by the cosmic cube we don't even i don't think the real cap is alive anymore wow i i really don't so like a almost like an onslaught like a shift like Yes. Both things. Yes. Essentially. I mean, you get the right writer in there to come along and and we get old Steve again, like at some point and he'll, he'll come out of the shadows from wherever he needs to come from and be like, I saw everything and I'm, I, I weep for this world, you know, kind of thing, you know, just Mm -hmm. like, that's going to be the story. That's going to be the story eventually. And then you'll have three cats running around in this. Three Steve Rogers throwing around. Well, that's not too far-fetched. That's pretty far-fetched. Cap red, cap white, cap blue. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. That that is pretty far-fetched. But then you pull something like like what they're doing in in Rebirth right now, uh, where they merge all three together, you know, and, and then you get the idea and, and then you have, that's an that's a opportunity for even more stories down the yeah. line. Yeah. No, no, it it is a, a it's a it's a good good theory that one. <laughs> I really like that one. Um, you know, and when Wade and Somni are taking it, you know it's a little bit lighter. You know, oh, yeah. it, 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 you can see this in, in the book when when he tries to help a kid out of the rubble and the kid like pulls his hand. It's like no man, they don't trust you anymore. Oh, it's like we got this Steve that is. You know, people don't trust them anymore. <laughs> we got this Steve that has to gain the trust of all America again, the trust of all the heroes. Well, see, that, and that's the funny thing is that the heroes were there at that battle, or at least yeah. the, the heroes that were there, they know that this isn't the same Steve that was wearing the Hydra armor. This is a completely yeah. different Steve. But nobody around the world knows that. Nobody well, in, in, in the country knows that. There wasn't cameras showing it. I mean, I guess there was, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. It probably wouldn't be clear unless you're sitting there right there, like understanding what's going on. Well, and I think that's neat because I kind of thinking about the end of Onslaught. You know, all the heroes charged into Onslaught's energy, and then the mutants, the X Men, fire all their powers onto it. So there were some people in the Marvel U who were like, "Well, it's the X Men's fault. The Fantastic Four and Avengers are gone." Yeah. So now you see something like that. So yeah, unless the media is there, because I think, I think they did a good job of showing that the world saw. Um, Oh, what was the name of the event? Um, so, after Dark Rain, 
what, what did we get? The siege. So there you see Norman Osborn. You know, the mask gets ripped off. You mm-hmm. see his war paint with the goblin. And you see Steve Roger take him down. And you're like, all right, cool. And, and this one, like, there's press agents there. So it's like, okay, that one was bona fide. And this one, like you mentioned, yeah, in Omega, we see a kid reach out. Cap goes for it. Kid pulls back. Uh, definitely the art that Sammy's going to bring is going to be way different. I kind of feel, in my opinion, I think we have two caps. I'm not saying three. I think we have two. Where it's, you know, you, you need the good with the bad. You need the bad with the good. The kind of yin-yang thing. So there will be parts to keep it in check because that is still part of Steve, who he is. Um, obviously, albeit brainwashed and manipulated, but that's still a part of who he is. And so I kind of feel like Marvel's just going to dovetail, dovetail away from this. So, you know, given the way fans respond... You know, because he's going to be there. He's in the out, yeah. you know, so yeah. hopefully they'll touch on it. And I can almost feel like that's going to be like Captain America 25 or what are we at? Captain America 600s yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So th- it's going to be one of those anniversary issues where they'll probably bring yeah. Steve back, have a merge, and then we'll have Cap complete something. I don't know. That's my thought. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, um, I think they're going to, well, I think they're kind of, kind of, uh, going to be treating him like a cyclops almost like you have the evil older one and the younger that's uh, you know more more actual innocent right but you know everybody just kind of like you know just kind of looks at him like that's future Hitler and it's like <laughs> uh, you know and you know for the actually for the for the good um, uh, for the good Captain America yeah you know he's he's a good but you know you know like uh, they saw that he could become this guy so yeah, some of them could trust him, but others could just, and most of the world could see. Well, yeah, he's, he, you know, he may be good, but he turned into this, and yeah. you know, should should we trust him ever again? Because, you know, like um, like Cyclops is like cannot get like anything, you know, because oh my God, uh, he he did this evil thing supposedly, but you know, like, uh, can they? Uh, redeem him and should he just go back to Captain America or just becomes like some other kind of superhero yeah that'd be interesting because he did spend some time as the nomad and I know from some of the preview pages I saw it looks like he's walking you know he's doing the whole walking America thing and even then he's kind of reluctant to be like oh I'm Steve Rogers I'm Captain America it's kind (laughs) of what's your name there oh you know I'm okay (laughs) you know Um, but going back to this kind of touching back onto the the vanishing point did that influence you did you pick up any of the generations tie-ins like did you get all of them did you just go for heroes that you cared about how did that work for you i i did pick up the some of the generations times but i don't think they have a lot to really add to it like the wolverine one it's just basically the present one going back to the past yeah or or in just having an adventure which that was a really good one the wolverine one. i read that and, one and yeah, uh, that, was good. that was good and uh they just go back and like you know pop hey i disappear <laughs> and appear again but I didn't think it had too much to... Well, but it was funny because I, I, that's what yeah. I was kind of thinking too. Like I, I almost felt like Generations should have just been its own thing. Yeah. But then in issue 10 or... Yeah, it was issue uh-huh. 10. They have the panel where they have all the characters there except for Jean Grey. Uh-huh. But they have all the characters there and they mention something like, oh, and then the vanishing point and they'll have one of the greatest adventures of their lives. I mean, I just thought it was neat to see some of these characters. Like, I mean, we haven't seen the real Logan in a while. Mm-hmm. And then to team up with, you know, Wolverine, not X-23, but Wolverine herself, I thought that was cool. Like, they did have some great moments. Uh, even Adamus Cho, you know, he's supposed to be the happy, fun-loving Hulk. He's the first person to yeah. be like, this isn't a curse, I'm happy. But then to really see how uh, Steve was treated, or not Steve, how Bruce was treated, it kind of 
tarnish that thought, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I need to read the Gene one because, you know, obviously kind of like you were touching with the, the teenage X-Men. You know, Cyclops had to deal with the idea that, oh, I'm supposedly Hitler. Gene has to deal with the fact that, oh, I'm going to become this phoenix. And here mm-hmm. she actually meets the phoenix. And, you know, depending on how you look at the continuity or the phoenix yeah. saga, this one's the phoenix itself. Gene's asleep at the, you know, mm-hmm. in the cocoon at the Jamaican Bay there, you know. but <laughs> So this one's kind of neat. So they had some... Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to the the, the, the Captain's America. I, I'm looking forward yeah. to that one. But, I mean, some of them just kind of fell by the wayside. I don't think they yeah. should have tied that event in. No, uh, I, I read or, or I heard some someone kind of say um, that this was the Marble's boom tube. You know, that if they could, <laughs> if, if they really put their, their you know, their, their brains together, they could make this thing, like, they could go back, you know, and pluck some people in. From from the past and put them in the front whenever they needed to, or and vice versa, that it it could be used as a weapon, you know, mm. like you know, I need this guy right now. Boom. Well, I don't have. Him. <laughs> I'll go pick this guy, you know, from from the past or back and forth. Um, but yeah, it could. It has a lot of potential. Marvel style. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> uh, so, for me, it was mostly. Um, like, I already seen most of these characters kind of interact, so I was kind of like, eh. <laughs> so it was like, you know, just going back to certain, uh, like, certain uh, certain comics, and it's like when the two Hulks met, and then, you know, like that. Which, um, the two Hulks never met, because um, I think when Cho became uh, the Hulk, uh, Bruce no longer was the Hulk, right? I'm trying to remember that issue. I think you're right, because I think when Cho finally did become Hulk, Bruce became the Hulk. So he's not necessarily dealing with Bruce anymore. Yeah. He's dealing with the Hulk. And yeah. yeah, he's seeing the you know unbridled fury of the Incredible Hulk mm-hmm. You know, at that point. And that then, was a good issue, too. Uh, and then Wolverine with um, um, X-23. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which we kind of have always seen, <laughs> mostly. So it's kind of like, eh, you know. Yeah, but you're kind of right. I almost feel like it. It's it like not necessarily like I, I see what you're saying with it being a boom tube, and that's kind of funny if they do play it that way. But I almost kind of felt like it was like I think they had a marketing meeting, and they're like, okay, <laughs> everybody who's missing, you know, and they brought up these characters, and it's like, okay, you know, let's test the waters, let's see how it's going because it's like Captain Marvel, you know, like Carol's in there twice. Yeah. She is as Captain Marvel current day, and then she's Miss Marvel in the past. You know, Spider Man. Miles and Peter meeting. Well, we already have that. You're you're currently yeah. releasing Spider Man two. Two. So yeah. what is this? You know what are these items? So I think it was just kind of neat, and it's almost like yeah, let's see what sells. So that way that'll lead because Legacy's coming. You know mm-hmm. this this upcoming Wednesday. You know the big issue is going to drop, and you know maybe that's going to be DC Rebirth style. I hope so because yeah. I think DC Rebirth has been dynamite. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping Legacy will be following suit because. I do like the new characters, but I do miss my old characters as well. If I'm going to read Iron Man, I want Tony Stark. You know, Um, so yeah, I just I kind of felt like I don't like the Vanishing Point. You know, I remember they did a big teaser like, "What is the Vanishing Point?" You know, in DC Comics, it is time travel. So is that what it is in Marvel as well? You know, and then it leading to generations tying that in. It just felt so loose that it. It shouldn't have been, you know. But we, I think you've been in comics long enough. I yeah. think we've been there where it's like you yeah. buy a tie-in issue and you're like, what the hell? It was just the banner. Why did yeah. I buy this? <laughs> well, what did you think of um, it was the um, it was uh, it was the Iron Man one where he became uh, uh, Riri some uh, yeah Riri Williams yeah she went to the future and then uh, saw like um, like uh, Tony Stark became Sorcerer Su- Su- Supreme. Oh, okay. 
And the reason why, oh yeah, I was just bored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, honestly, I, that was a generation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad I skipped that one. Because I, well, I mean, like, I, no offense to the character of Riri, but I'm like, eh, you know, like it's uh, Ironheart. That sounds cool. It has potential, mm-hmm. but it's I'm not in its demographic. It's not the book yeah. I'm going to read. So, you know, so but now that you're telling me that's like if that's the quick summary of the issue, yeah, I didn't miss out. I didn't miss out yeah, much. Most that Iron Man fans went to superior Iron Man. And- yeah, I think the, the, the Doctor Doom one's a lot better. Yeah. Well, let's see. Okay, so kind of moving along with some of the stuff. A big major moment from the Free Comic Book Day issue when Steve lifted Mjolnir. What did you think? Did you buy it? Did you think it was the real Mjolnir, or did you think it was something else? He had done it before. Right. You know, and uh, oh, I forgot this. Uh, well, Siege. Of the Hammers, Siege, um, Siege, he did it in there. Siege. He, and uh, that as well. also, there was this um, other uh, event where everybody had a hammer almost. Um, oh, Fear Itself? Fear Itself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. He did lift the hammer. That's right. That's where, I, that's where my mind went first. I was like, yeah, this is pretty plausible. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he could do it. You know, uh, I, 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 For me, it was a great moment. And I thought it was Steve. Yeah. I yeah. thought he had something. I like that they did it early on because you're right. It, it hearkened on my memories because I know Steve has history with Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was early on to the point where because uh, kind of going back. So now we know how it ended. You know, the, the two Steves fight it out. You know, who is Steve? Which is Steve? Is it real Steve or what? You know, and they were telling us, no, this is really him. Well, you know, that's that's up for conclusion mm-hmm. there. That's up for discussion, obviously. Um, but I like that they did that early on because it was like, okay, you bought me. Like, I, I, I'm really believing that. You know, because now it made sense why Thor's there. Yeah. You know, because obviously Thor's going to be, look, that hammer only goes to somebody who's worthy. And that leaves more credit to why we're going to believe Hydra Steve. steve is the good guy yeah. because he could wield Mjolnir. No, no Nazi could wield Mjolnir. Come on, really? <laughs> But they were able to magically alter the words of Omiolner, right? Yeah, because then it turned into like a Hydra one. (laughs) Strongest shall possess the power of Hydra. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was a neat neat twist. What did you think about that? Well, I thought it was mostly harking back to like like all the bad guys know that they're bad guys, right? But he was like thinking he was actually actual good guy so i'm thinking that's why he was able to to actually pick it up because he actually believes he's doing good so you know i mean (laughs) it makes sense because that's what we've talked about many times before is what does it mean to actually be worthy and you, you see that big scene in um avengers age of ultron where each each one of them is sitting there trying to pick up the the hammer and why is it that that thor is is worthy whereas you know iron man or tony stark isn't is because it's not so much it's not so much of uh who saved more people or what it's just it's confidence it's it's whether or not you believe that you're worthy and that's the catch 22 mm-hmm. so someone with a back a back a history like like tony stark you know he knows he's done a lot of bad things and he's done things in his life so he's he's not going to be worthy thor has to work past that and that was the whole point of the humiliation that his father put him on of make humbling himself to be on earth with with humans and you know stuff like that so Thus, he, he worked past it, worked past his uh, um, his shortcomings, and, and be, he, he found himself worthy. So thus, then being worthy to be Thor. And when you have that, that's the idea is uh, Steve, who is going to be more worthy than Steve? But does he think of himself as being worthy to be a god? No, because that's that's something that's way up here. Now, the Steve-ol gets has has 
had everybody boasting him his whole life, saying, you, you're the best. You're going to lead us. You're going to be our supreme leader. You're, so he has the confidence. He has the thing of, yes, I'm worthy. Even though they change it so that he can pick it up, it's in his mind he is the worthiest. So Yeah. No, I thought that was I thought it was a neat play, and like you said, you, you hearken to that point where it comes down to like confidence in a way, but it's like yeah, Steve's not going to doubt himself. Yeah. I thought that was really I thought that was well played off. I thought that was a great moment. So wrapping it up, let me let me ask you this: with Kovic being the uh, you know a big part of the ending and her power set being a a, a sentient cosmic cube, yeah. are there are there going to be things that we don't see? basically happen in issue 10 and omega that will come out later like maybe is black widow still alive you know you know what things that that might have she might have corrected that we didn't see does anybody see leads to that it really depends on how this issue of legacy what they show i think because they they have to show the entire marvel you how they're gonna how it's gonna go in you know so um i hope that she kind of fixes wolverine status (laughs) (laughs) you know somehow but after that i think a very capable writer has to have that Mm -hmm. um either wherever uh he's gonna go in um ellis i think Uh, oh the prison where they were at yeah it was one of those uh wasn't it Guantanamo Bay? Wasn't yeah, it? Something, something, something like that. Yeah. So it, it really depends on on what plans they have for for Steve. and then we'll see. Like, but I think she she has. There's a lot of potential to use her in another event. I think I think we will see her in another event. I, I think they said they weren't gonna do events for a while. I think right. They'll kind of uh, stay away. From this the was the last universe. one for. We know it's gonna be like in we six months hope. for the <laughs> for the schedule, you know. But right. one thing that I think uh, th- this this particular uh, Secret Empire did was it gave us the issues. Well, it suffered. It lacked. I think for me, the art kind of. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it 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 jived and it was really good when Sorrentino. But I think it's it's a it's a. It's a taste, you know. For some people, it was it was you, uh, but uh, I mean, I mean, for when Andrea Sorrentino was an art, it was another book, all of it itself. It was like, okay, th- this guy knows what he's he what the writer wants, and you know all the the panels he would do, you know all these things you would like, you would get lost in the book, you know, instead of just A B C, you know, kind of going in. But yeah, I think. Uh, if if Marvel does want to play its cards right, I think the next uh, the next thing that they have to do is one writer, one good penciler. You know, give them time. You know, tie them up somewhere. You know, and, <laughs> and just do that. You know, and and get one cohesive vision on on the visuals. You know, and I know she she will be back. It's it's too big of a character of a mystery of a yeah. character yeah. just to. Let her go. Well, and even the inhuman who could who barfed up the shard. Oh yeah, there's another guy. <laughs> you know, he's another major player character. You know, but I, I piggybacking off that, I like that you're right because honestly, one of the you know they they when they did AVX, 
I think it was a bad idea having that many writers in the room. Yeah, I, it's great that they can contribute and they could all do something in their books, but to put it in the main book, there was a lot of character voices that were awful. Yeah. Uh, and then I don't think they've ever done that since, where they've had one writer, one penciler be on it. So that mm-hmm. might be a good point okay. for the next time they do an actual event is get a creative team and keep it just writer and penciler. Because yeah, you're right. Because there were parts where I'm reading it and I'm just kind of like, ah, oh, this is just face service. This issue yeah. could have been chopped out of the main set. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, well, I guess just a quick roundabout. So again, you know, out of out of ten, how would you rate this one? How would you rate the the Secret Empire? I give it an eight, eight, eight out of ten. Yeah, I like that. Uh, for me, for the ending, um, oh, for like if they want to fix anything with her, I hope they don't. In the sense that, yeah, like um, for like when I was first reading the 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 first issues, I was thinking. God, please don't like let them just rebuild the cosmic cube and change everything. <laughs> you know, just like you know, and have it just not like you know. But at least here we have actual, actual, actual consequences. You know, some uh, some people died, some you know like that, and you know, and that can't be changed because it's like you know, it it shows like uh, that they have gone through something. Unlike they just you know change it all back to you know normal. But yeah. overall, I did like it. Um, I'd say an eight. Yeah. Mitch, what about yourself? Uh, I, I think I would personally give it a seven. Um, I really, really enjoyed the beginning of it, the beginning of the story, and all the storylines it's, it's set up. Uh, I feel that the ending didn't fall flat. It just, I think that the problems that I stated with, uh, you know, not enough story happening in the main story, um, too much being spread out. I believe earlier on, before we started recording, you said that you know there was a few issues that could have just been cut out. Yeah. It, it was a little too long. Uh, I, I feel like for as, as long as it was, it still was rushed at the end. So uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I enjoyed it, but I, I wouldn't break past a seven. Yeah, I would say honestly, I'm, I'm probably about a seven myself because like it started, it hit the ground running. I loved it, but then like. In the middle of the book, it just dragged. And to me, it's like, you know, with it coming out three issues a month almost, you probably could have taken two months out, really kept strong story in there, you know, like put, you know, let's see how Tion was built and how its ramification is. Um, so they could have condensed that to where it's actual story as opposed to, yeah, like sometimes I'm picking up this book and it's more reaction than it being the action. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what brought it down. I wasn't too satisfied with the ending. I'll be honest with you. I was just kind of like, oh, because like I said, now I'm looking at it, you know, how many caps are there? You know, do <laughs> yeah. we, is the genuine Steve back? And I mean, that's great because obviously as a reader, I'm definitely going to be buying Captain America. I'm going to be putting my eyes out there to see where's Kobik next, you know, um, you know, talking about ramifications, you know, like Black Widow. Tales of Suspense is coming back, issue 100. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Bucky and Hawkeye are going to be going out there to find Black Widow. Apparently she's dead. Maybe she's not. Yeah. You know, you had me at Bucky, so I was going <laughs> to buy that book anyways. But, yeah, so that's that. But, yeah, I'd give it a hard seven. Um, but, anyways, yeah, next week, uh, Marvel Legacy is coming out. Yes. I'm excited about that. Yeah. I want to see what it's going to fix up. So that's definitely going to be one of those books people should be reading or hopefully you know it's six bucks so be cautious <laughs> uh, i want to say thank you to the two of you for joining us thank on this I, I hope that when we decide to do this again that you can join us again do you have social media that you would like to give out people will contact you if they have some want to talk to you about what you said today <laughs> send some threats <laughs> now it's your twitter turn that's <laughs> uh, uh, just eric figueroa 25 I, I, um, at yahoo that's the I mean, facebook as well and in Twitter. Okay. 
for right now, for me, no. Um, nope. I don't have anything right now. So. That's fine. Uh, if anybody would like to get a hold of me, I'm on Twitter as at agent underscore of the underscore bat. Chris is also on Twitter as. Yeah, I'm on Twitter as stuff I should say, should being spelled S-H-U-D. Uh, the rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram, and Facebook.com backslash Geek Elite Radio. Uh, I believe FanQuest also has its own uh, Facebook page. Yeah, you can go to FanQuest, F-A-N-Q-U-E-S-T. That's our business page where you can like. And you can go to FanQuest Comics and Games is our group page. And there's a lot more information and pictures and, and uh, customers can post more stuff up there. And uh, if you imagine you can get to either any of us through that page or, you know, uh, get through uh, com- questions, conversations, if you want to be a part of the next roundtable. Uh, but until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying always remember to geek, geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.